This story is called Perfectly Formed. It's the prequel to Real Land, which is book one of the Portal series. Look at me when I'm talking to you. His mum's voice hit him like a pointy finger digging into his back. Craig wheeled around to face her and crossed his arms. You're only twelve, Craig. His mum glared at him before turning her eyes towards his dad. Brad? His dad fidgeted in his easy chair, harumphed, and said, You'll be with me and the rest of the crew, Mary. His tone of voice wavered between asking and telling. Craig sighed. This wasn't going as well as he had hoped. He had known his mum wouldn't be pleased when he said he wanted to join his dad on the expedition to the geographic North Pole. But the age card was the last weapon he had expected her to use. He had no argument prepared for that one. He'd have to be absent from school. The academy won't like that. His mum squared her shoulders. Craig cringed. First the age card, and now the school clause. His mum was fighting dirty. He shuddered to think of what excuse she might use next. I'll talk to the head. Explain the learning Craig will gain from this trip, his dad offered. You've a whole lifetime ahead of you to do things like this. What's the rush? she demanded of Craig. Craig tried to distract her slightly. Mum, all I'm doing is watching Dad at work. Lewis Pugh swam there in 2007. He couldn't hide the admiration from his voice. I hope you don't have any plans to try a stunt like that, Craig. His mother's voice trembled. She patted the arm of the settee beside her. Craig edged into position beside her warily. What if she went mad? Grabbed hold of him and refused to let go or something? Craig put his arm around her arm and gave it a gentle squeeze before saying, No, Mum. No swimming while I'm there. Promise. She didn't respond, but turned to his dad again instead. I don't understand why you have to go anyway. You're a grass scientist. Plants don't grow there. I don't have to go, Mary. I want to. It's a chance of a lifetime for me and for Craig. Remember when we were still at uni and I told you about the book of Inuit legend I found at the British Library? Craig's mum nodded, and Craig felt a surge of hope. Good plan, Dad. Take her back to when she was young and used to have fun. Remember the story about a knoll on the North Pole, where grass grew fast enough to set seed during the very short Arctic summer? It's a legend, darling. But then you always have been a dreamer. Mary's eyes narrowed. Craig's newfound hope plummeted. He gritted his teeth and came to his dad's defence. Many legends are known to have elements of fact, Mum. And what about polar bears? His mum challenged, unconvinced, and determinedly back on track to keeping him from joining his dad at work. Prince Harry was there. Surely if it's safe enough for royalty, Craig said, confident that would do the trick. The royal family could do no wrong, in his mum's opinion. His mum shrugged. He has plenty of minders. He doesn't need to worry about bears sneaking up on him when he's not paying attention. Polar bears don't hang out at the North Pole. There's no food there, Craig's dad winked at him. I should think they'd consider you two food right enough. And they have been seen at Barneo, his mum said, referring to the ice station from where the expedition was set out to the North Pole. I'll wear dirty socks and pants. They'll spit me back out. Craig fought to keep a straight face. Don't be so cheeky. His mum's voice had a razor-sharp edge to it. 
His dad's chair creaked as he sat upright. Mary, the warming climate at the pole has given me a chance I can't pass up. If I could find a grass seed preserved in the ice, grow it and then successfully implant genes from subtropical and tropical grasses, then it would become a grass that was super productive. It would be tastier, more nutritious, and able to withstand warmer climes thanks to the gene splicing. Mary, if I could do all of this, then the Arctic trident grass could be the key to producing a wonder grass for feeding man and animal kind. You've already named your imaginary grass? Mary's voice was incredulous. Brad nodded. Anyway, this isn't about you, Brad. Go and discover amazing things. By all means, do your bit to save the world. I'm fine with you going. But why do you want to take my baby? Mum, I am not a baby, Craig said through gritted teeth. His mum traced the outline of his body in the air with her hand. You're my baby. And, well, as we all know, it's all very complicated. Especially when there's snow, ice, and the need to escape from polar bears involved. His dad laughed. We're flying to the North Pole in an MI-8. Our expedition will be there and gone in the matter of a few hours, long before the polar bears have time to get there from Barneo. And... Craig added quickly when he saw her frown. I'll be careful. I will. I will. I will. One month later. Fighting to cling on to the last of his dreams, Craig flapped his hand at whoever was nudging his shoulder and tried to drop back off to sleep. What? Craig grumped as he was nudged again. Harder this time. He opened his eyes to a close-up view of a red nose on the end of a long snout which was framed by two huge eyes. What? Shoo! Craig's heart raced as he flapped his hands at the creature that was too close for comfort. The creature backed away quickly. Craig nearly jumped out of his skin as a man's voice said, What have you found, Rue? Oh, goodness me, at long last. Do you feel okay, Craig? It isn't unusual to feel faint or feel like you're dreaming the first time you come through a portal. Craig looked behind him to see a fat man wearing a Santa costume. Craig looked back at the creature. A caribou? He took a deep breath and said, How do you know my name? Where am I? The sentence came out of him in a rush. The man laughed. I know everyone's name. And you're at the North Pole. You remember that, don't you? Yes. Craig waved his hand at the emptiness in front of him. But how did I get here? Oh, Craig's voice trailed off as he remembered, wandering off from the expedition group while they were still unloading the helicopter. He remembered how easy it had been to talk himself into it. If anyone looks up, they'll be able to see me, and I don't want to interrupt them while they're getting ready just to let them know I'm going to check out this shimmering pine tree a few metres away. If a tree can grow here, then surely the legend was right, and maybe the grass will be close by too, Craig had thought as he set off, moving along with ease. The ice had been covered with only the thinnest layer of snow, and a tailwind had pushed him along encouragingly. There was no wind now, he realised, and he turned around in a circle looking for the crew and helicopter. You got here through the portal. Portal? Craig couldn't see one of those either. He'd read of portals in his books, but he didn't remember stepping into any machine that could be a portal. Yes, the portal to Christmas. The man smiled through his beard. You're having me on. 
Craig said, fear creeping through his body. Smiley or not, this man was starting to scare him. A stranger, dressed in a Santa outfit, pretending they were in the land of Christmas. Mum was right, he thought. The North Pole is dangerous. I hope I can find a way to escape so I can tell her that. Craig could feel his chin tremble as he fought to keep from bursting into tears of fright. It's getting dark. Dad'll be frantic. There'll be a search party, Craig warned the man, hoping to force him to take him back, hoping the tremble in his voice wasn't loud enough to be heard by anyone but him. He sniffed loudly, considered spitting, then changed his mind and instead forced himself to swallow the soggy lump of snot, which was so disgusting that he stopped feeling tearful. Don't worry, what you're seeing is a time slip. You haven't been gone more than a second or two on the other side of the portal. What what are you going to do to me? Please don't do anything. Please let me go back. I'm not going to hurt you, I promise you. I just want to talk to you and give you something special. Craig stared at him, then shook his head. His eyes felt huge with fright. I'm so sorry you feel frightened. I expected to meet you when you were younger. When you still believed in me. The man's voice was sad now. You expected to... Craig started to speak, then stopped, confusion making his thoughts race in hundreds of different directions. The man took a deep breath. Look, Craig, I'm Santa, okay? The real deal. And even though you believed your mates when they told you I wasn't real, I am. Craig nodded carefully. Best to humour him, he thought. Keep him sweet until I can find a way to escape. I can see you don't believe what I'm saying, that you're scared, and rightly so, because I'm a stranger in a Santa suit. The man sighed. Is there anything I can do to convince you I really am Santa? It's very important that you believe in me again before I give you Oscar. Oscar? Craig thought, then said, um, pull your beard? Hard. The man pulled on his beard hard enough and for long enough to bring tears to his eyes. Then he looked a question at Craig. Craig shrugged. That was a bad choice. Any man can grow a beard and dress in a Santa costume. Rue snorted, flung his head up and down, and pawed at the ice with his hoof. Craig was sure he could see a glint in the creature's eyes. Was he laughing? A laugh bubbled up inside of him, and he smiled, and he said, How about elves, then? Got any of those in your workshop? The man laughed. Yes, of course. There would be no toys without them. I don't suppose you'll come with me to the workshop? Craig shook his head. In that case, I'll be right back with a few elves. Will that be enough to convince you I'm telling the truth? Probably, but I'm not going anywhere with you. That isn't necessary. You will be able to come back here whenever you like. Once you believe... So, someday, when you're older, I hope you'll join us for supper at least. I promise not to put you to work in the toy shop, unless you want to. Ho, 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 He touched a finger to the door made of ice that Craig hadn't noticed before. By the time Craig had blinked, the man was almost all the way through the ice door. A moment later, he was gone. Craig moved over to the door and poked it with his own finger. Frustrated that it didn't do anything when he touched it, Craig pounded it with the side of his fist. He went all the way around the door just to prove to himself that he wasn't imagining that there was no wall on either side of the door. Tears welled in his eyes and he turned his back on the random door in disgust. 
Rue trotted over to him and laid his head over Craig's shoulder. This time, instead of shouting with fright, Craig smoothed the hairs on Rue's head and scratched him behind the ears. Craig turned to look closely at Rue's peculiar red nose. A caribou with a red nose named Rue. I wonder if it really is possible. Are you Rudolph? he asked before he could stop himself. This place is messing with my mind, he thought, then stared astonished as Rue lifted his head, looked at him and nodded before placing his head back on Craig's shoulder. Craig sensed rather than heard people behind him. Heart pounding, he whirled himself around and then backed away from the hundreds of tiny people that were assembled on either side of Santa. Seems a lot of elves wanted to meet you in person. You're a bit of a celebrity to them. I, I am? Craig managed to force out while his mind tried to deal with the sight before him. The elves all seemed to nod at once. One jumped up and down and clapped his hands excitedly, which made all the others giggle. So... How's that belief of yours now, Craig? Ready to really listen hard to what I have to say? To hear me properly? Craig felt his heart swell with a tangle of emotions, belief, joy and guilt for having stopped believing in the first place. Yes, Santa, I'm sorry I stopped believing in you, but... No need to apologise. You are not the first to stop believing and you will not be the last. We never stop believing in you, and it seems our patience has paid off. I feel bad, though. Please don't feel bad. You never lost the spirit of Christmas, really, now did you? Still believe that good things can happen to good people? Craig nodded. The elves cheered loud enough to make Craig's eardrums vibrate. Santa swept his arms out to the side at shoulder height, and the elves were instantly silent. Craig held his breath knowing that what he was about to hear must be hugely important, anxious he wasn't up to whatever he would now be told. This, Santa said, as he held out a toy crab to Craig, is Oscar. Craig thought, a toy? Well, I can cope with being given a toy by Santa. That's his job. No idea why I expected something life-changing to happen. Craig took the soft toy from Santa and looked at it. The body of the toy was red, and its legs were light brown. It had huge, sad-looking eyes, but other than that, it was pretty unremarkable as far as Craig could see. Oscar? Craig ran a finger over the soft fabric of the toy as he looked at Santa. Put him on the ground, Santa suggested. Craig leaned over to his right and placed the toy on the ground. Maybe it's one of those battery-operated toys that moves around and does backflips, Craig thought trying not to be disappointed that Santa had given him a toy that was someone much younger than him. One of the elves ran over and moved the toy several feet away from Craig. Oscar? Santa said. Craig shrieked as Oscar grew taller than Santa in less than a heartbeat. Sorry, Craig, I didn't mean to scare you, Oscar said. What are you? Craig's heart slowed as he realised that Santa wouldn't let anything bad happen to him. I'm a guide. My job is to escort people through portals. Me? No, I've been made for Max and Laura. They're not born yet. No, they're not, Santa said. And Craig, I need you to keep Oscar until Max is born. You'll be an adult by then, and you'll live on the same street as his family. You will need to pop Oscar through the letterbox quite soon after Max is born. I'll remind you closer to the time. But until then, you bring Oscar with you every time you come back to visit us. 
There will be a portal by your Christmas tree each year. Uh, I'd love to do this for you, but my parents won't even let me have pets. So I don't think I'll get away with keeping Oscar. Craig apologized. I'll shrink back, Craig. I'm only this size once we're through portals, Oscar reassured him. And to prove his point, he shrunk back to small toy size. The same elf ran over, picked up Oscar, and carried him to Craig. I made him. He smiled with pride. Thanks. Good job. He's really special, Craig said. He clamped Oscar between his arm and his side and then pulled off his gloves. Holding open his pocket, he looked at Santa, who nodded. So Craig tucked Oscar safely inside. So that's it then? I'm done here now? Craig couldn't wait to see his dad again. It seemed as if he'd been gone for ages, though he was sure he hadn't been with Santa for more than about 30 minutes. Not quite. We still need to talk about your role in relation to keeping Max and Laura safe. My role? You mean more than delivering Oscar to them? Yes, you are very special too. You are going to grow up to become the commander of the troops in Queendom. Queendom? Never heard of it. And how can I lead troops like this with my useless legs? Craig pointed at his wheelchair. As the years go by and you progress through the different levels of your training, you'll realize that your wheelchair isn't going to hinder you at all. Your brain is perfectly formed to allow you to do a good job of being the commander in charge of keeping the peace and queendom. Craig nodded doubtfully. And I get to queendom through the Christmas tree portal once a year? No, that's when you come visit us and do some training. Henry is in charge of that. Santa gestured to the elf who'd made Oscar. Pop through when no one will notice you gone for an hour or so. There's lots of other portals which will take you to places. And as you get older, you'll be taught their locations and how to use them to your advantage. Bring Oscar with you, Henry said, and softened his demanding tone with a smile. Will do, Craig smiled back. Can I do some training now? Santa shook his head. On the other side of the portal, you've now been gone for five minutes. Time to get you back before your father notices. As soon as Craig emerged from the other side of the portal, he shivered, though he wasn't sure if it was due to a sensation of passing through the portal or from the blast of wind that hit him full in the face. He was glad he'd pulled his gloves back on. If I hadn't, my hands would probably be too freezing cold to be able to move my wheels. Nightmare. He could hear footsteps running towards him, and he looked up to see his dad moving fast. His father leaned his face close to Craig's, eyes looking intently at him. Why were you just sitting there, not moving? Are you hurt? Craig shook his head. Sorry, Dad. I thought I saw something, but the closer I got, the further away it seemed. I turned around to come back, but stopped to wait when I saw you running towards me. His dad didn't seem to notice Craig's clumsy lie. Someone's given you a mad pat on the head. They have. His father's hand trembled as he took his handkerchief out and blew his nose vigorously. You shouldn't have gone after anything on your own at all. What could be important enough to risk wandering off after? I thought I saw a tuft of grass fluttering in the wind on that knoll over there. Craig aimed a thumb towards the knoll behind him where he'd seen the portal to Christmas, knowing his father was more likely to believe that than the truth. His father glared at him for a long moment before his face softened into a smile. Really? He shifted his gaze to the area behind Craig and was silent for a long moment before saying, I think I can see it too. Craig wheeled himself round to look, astonished to realise his dad was right. Something small, but visible, 
was fluttering in the distance. Ready? his dad asked him. Craig nodded and crossed his arms and kept his eyes firmly fixed on the movement ahead of them as his dad moved them both closer to it.